Hello, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love, and am delighted to welcome Arun K. Singh, M.D., author of Your Heart, My Hands, a story of an immigrant's remarkable journey to find the American dream and become one of America's preeminent cardiac surgeons. Hello, and thank you for joining us today, Dr. Singh. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. (laughs) In a time of so much unpleasantness in regard to immigration issues, it is so wonderful to hear and read about the miraculous journey you made from India to America and all the lives that were helped due to your desire to be part of American life and achieve the American dream of freedom, love for family, and nation. Arun, as listeners of the show are well aware, my guests and I share intimate insights into the nature of our human and our spiritual essence and our hopes for uniting the duality of life to once again find health truth, prosperity, and happiness by knowing more about who we are, where we have originated from, and how to manifest a healthy, self-investigative process, learning to master our emotions, and to live in harmony and balance with nature, man, our universe. In today's show, Dr. Arun Singh will share his journey from rural India, arriving with $5 in his pocket, sharing proof that hard work, persistence, and grit can overcome the most discouraging obstacles. He will share his views on life and the health care system that deserve our attention. Arun, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, a place, or event that might have signaled to them or others the interests and lifestyle they would pursue as an adult. For our story seems written in our soul energy, and often signs show us the path we are meant to follow. So think back to your earlier days, how it began. It began back home in a small town in India. And the person who most impacted me as growing up was my mother. You know, when, when you, you know, in my book, you know, I talk about my early injury, which left me the paralysis of my hand, completely destroyed my elbow, and I was not able to go to school for four years, and I was tutored by my mom in the home. He had only 10th grade education, and uh, my hand was never good. I was not able to pick a piece of paper or hold a pencil. Uh, my dad was frustrated, knowing that my eldest son is going to be beggar in the family. When I heard the news, beggar, uh, I started crying. Of course. I could not be... I could not console because I had seen beggar, what beggar looks like in India. Broken pain, and standing on the street, deformed hands, limb missing, uh, trying to get a piece of bread or coin. So the idea of uh, have to be a beggar 
to make a living it was more painful than the injury I had. At that point in time, my mom, what must mother do? She held me tight and she said, get up, look up, and don't give up, and I'm going to work with you. And she did. She did spend tirelessly work with me. She spent time, made a decision to have further treatment, made me to uh, do the rehab, and here I am today. You know, you know, you know, you, know, you yes, you know as a doctor, and I know as a teacher and also intuitive healer and medium, that our thoughts are very, very powerful. And if you constantly belittle a person or a child, you tell them what they cannot do, and you tell them what they will become, inevitably it's like the law of karma. We create it with our own fear and our own thoughts. So your mother Absolutely. was very brilliant and very... Well, see, what she did to me, and I never forgotten, of course despite not. all the adversity, you know, be positive, be thankful, be work hard, you will overcome. And she installed me the value. Think about, here's where I am, Indian, Eastern culture coming to the Western world, not knowing a single person in this new world, carrying only $5 in my pocket, the most valuable money I ever had, Mr. Lincoln. And think about it, I, I've, I felt dealt with that time in 60 in this country, you know, disappointment, discouragement, discrimination, racism, name it, everything. But I was focused. Negative force did not take me down. I was focused. Did it hurt? Yes, it hurt. People telling you things like that. People are asking me. They never heard about Indian accent. or They only heard about the India the Taj Mahal or... Or the elephants. <laughs> we think of the, the elephants. elephants. <laughs> or, or the half-naked Gandhi, like S, you know, S, you know. Those are the things they heard about. They haven't heard about it. You know, they will ask me, are you vegetarian? You know, how do you, you know, my answer used to be, hey, look, horses don't eat the meat. They can run. <laughs> and so is the elephant. They don't eat. They're pretty big. Right. So you don't have to. I'm not a vegetarian, but, you know, people will ask. They were ignorant. And so despite all of these things, you have to be focused in your life. And I look back and I read about it. And so me, in the history of human mankind, there was never been a discrimination. There always been me, and always will be. But you have, if you focus that, you're negative. You're not going to go anywhere. Be positive. Be, and yeah, and, not only be, be positive. Humble. You have to and also be positive and work hard. Be creative. And you also, have to learn. You and, have to put yourself into the right action with the right people and you did exactly that so you arrived in massachusetts in the city That's of right. worcester okay worcester. so worcester and they, they they were giving you a job but you you found out that they were keeping you mostly in the library and you weren't learning the skills that you had gone well, there to what learn but basically was when i got to when i left india is the reason one of the reason i came to this country my dad was very sick he had a stroke. He was not able to move around, and we had no means of 
making a living. My mom was only 10th grade educated. We had three brothers and sister, and she was, so she became a maid, housewife, mother, and taking care of the entire. She couldn't go out and get a job. There was no such job for a woman in the 50s in a small town in India except be maid. And there was no such thing in, a, in our society back home, even in this country, Medicare, Medicaid, welfare, family supported in the beginning. And as time went on, my dad survived, but he left with a lot of disability. And I was the eldest one, and I have to be, when my mom looked at, I saw one day, I was sitting with mom, and she came to me. I had no interest in going back to school. I wanted to help her. She looked at my my eye and I saw tear in her eyes and the pain and she said Aaron you are the eldest you are a guardian of this family you have responsibility and I want you to go back and study and be a doctor and we'll survive that day I was 17 and a half year old first year medical student I became a guardian I took care of my entire family I was I drove, you know, I, you know, took my brother to pedal them on the bike on the back, 180 temperatures at school. I took care of everything. I gave up my sports. I gave fooling around. I became studious and determined to be a successful. And I saw the opportunity. And America was the only place where I could be trained and make some money to send home some money. So when I came to Worcester, one of the reasons I came, that was the only job I got here, plus they were willing to pay me room and board, and I made about $4,000 salary. Uh, that sounds not a lot of money, but when you make exchange to India, it was a lot of money for them. So I, first couple of months, I never got out of the hospital. I stayed there in the library, study, get familiar with the cultural system, save every penny and my first paycheck when I earned I sent entire my paycheck to my mother yeah well now so, I, I know you wanted to become a surgeon and they were telling you that they were only taking American students in, you know into certain programs but you were able to get into a surgical residency at Columbia University a friend of yours from India got you there now how were you able to do that when they weren't taking well, well what happened was two reasons in a lot of things you can work hard and you can do things that still may not work sometimes you have to be lucky and you have to be use your luck Yes. Worcester wanted me to keep in there because they liked me. But again, I realized I came all the way from India, 10,000 miles, to learn. And this was not the place to learn because the people who were there, they were not getting good training. I, I was a good observant, so I realized they are not getting trained very well. They are not passing the board, and the future was not. And I said, I didn't come to do this labor work. Hospital needed a doctor those days to have the to run the hospital because as an immigrant I was cheap labor and, and there's nothing wrong they they needed it I got benefit but I wanted to get better training. Well, what happened in Colombia was a very prime program. The Vietnam War was very active and many of the residents who were drafted last minute so they were position opening uh, opened up and they needed 
these doctors in terms of resident to run the hospital and to take care of the patient. So because of the last minute, a friend of mine who said there is an opening there because a couple of residents got drafted in the Vietnam War, and so they will need doctors. So why don't you go? And because he gave me the information, I applied. They took me, and I was fortunate. I worked very hard. I competed with the many, many American residents that liked me and that kept me, and I, I finished the entire training there. Excellent. Well, I know, I know that there There's is nothing that we can't do. You know, since I'm a little girl, a sensitive little girl, an empathic little girl who could feel a lot of people's emotions and pain, I have always known that whatever the mind can think they can do, if they put the consistency, effort, and time, ask for help from above and also from those around us. So I, I, I never put limits on people or myself because if there's really no, something we have to do, we, we will do it to the best of our ability. It might not be perfect because there's really no perfection. There's, there's only change and um, allowing ourselves to find joy and positivity rather than suffering and failure. We, we can put those intentions out there, and then we have a very, very good chance of succeeding, as, as you surely know. Now, let's get on to um, racism is all we hear about these days in politics. Did you face racism when you first got to America or because you were an immigrant? Yeah, well, people looked to me first. They were not they were not exposed to it, even in New York and Worcester. It was new. Uh, many Indians, you know, at those days in 60. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were not sure whether I was uh, Cuban or Caribbean or, or, or the Afro-American, you know. Uh, you know, many times I did feel subtle that they were, they will do things, you know, once, there were times there will the doctors will tell you that it didn't bother me. They will say that you know, and I didn't realize. Like they will say, "Well, would you mind not to help this patient uh, during the operation?" A senior surgeon will say that. Uh, I said, "Fine, if somebody else wants to, I can observe it." Mm-hmm. One of the reason was the one of the reason was I never paid attention. But I think back why they said, because the wealthy patient didn't want any, any foreigners to help them or be part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. until later I realized that was the story. But at that point in time, it did, did, it, did it hurt me? Yes, it hurt me. But it, uh, it didn't, didn't uh, affect my goal. It didn't affect my determination. And... I also want to tell you, I was not because of my weakness of my hand. I was, my hand dexterity was not very, very good, Cheryl. So I, you know, after a long hour working as a resident, which was late in the night, I would go in my room and practice sewing. Uh, I make a Spartan apartment, a theater, a sewing room, and what I did is took the sutures and I sutured every night my pillows for two hours and practice so that I will have a very fine mobility of my hand. 
So I can tell you and I can assure you, my pillows in apartment <laughs> were better embroidered <Beautiful. laughs> than many past hotel in New York and Paris. I can guarantee you. Isn't and so that... I, that will allow me. So I was focused and determined. And I was also very fortunate that I met a lovely lady in this country who helped me immensely, who helped me the most in my adult life and pulled me out of my darkest days. And that was my wife, who I met her in New York. So I was very, very fortunate to have two ladies in my life who really supported, stood by me, for me, and during all my difficult time and supported me. Well, in talking to you, I can see why and hear why, because you are a gentle soul and a determined soul and one who does not assume victimhood, which is uh, uh, not good. And for those people listening, there are no victims. There are only people who allow themselves to be victimized. No one can take your soul, personal power away if you don't allow it. And I, like you, have had some struggles but I have never allowed myself to be stopped from following my own inner awareness and truth to succeed and to serve people and to live an authentic, good, balanced life like you. And people can see it in the example we set, and they can hear it in the words that we say. So I say there's really no racism except people who try to conjure up that kind of bad feeling to another group because they have fear and doubt in their own abilities. So you see, people Absolutely. like us... They, they, feel, yeah. they feel insecure in themselves. Right, right. You know, you know I feel bad for them. Yes. You know, I don't feel, you know, I feel as I'm sorry that, you know, you know the, I, first time when I was at the party at the Columbia Residence Program at the, I remember very well, I had never wore a tuxedo, and I rented. I didn't have a lot of money, so I rented in New York at the Queen somewhere, or Brooklyn, I forgot where it was. It was the cheapest tuxedo for a few dollars, and the cheapest tuxedo looked like a cheapest tuxedo with a red bow tie. <laughs> and it was a black tie affair, and I had no idea. And that was the first time I wore my tuxedo. And I go to World Trade Center where the water was there, and they had a big party for Christmas time. And uh, and we're having a good time, and I went in the bathroom. And while I was in the bathroom, a senior surgeon, uh, and I would not name him, he was in the 70, and uh, gray-haired and a nice glass, and he was washing his hand. And uh, after he washed it, he looked around, and I saw some napkin there. I handed him, and uh, he handed me $5. I couldn't <laughs> believe it, but I, but, I, but I loved the $5. So I said... Let me stay there for longer. But he thought <laughs> he he didn't he didn't realize that I was a surgical resident there too. Right. That's why. But he thought I was attendant. Yeah. You know, in the bathroom handing the towel. Mm-hmm. But that's the people perceive. You know. Uh, so you know, I had had people. I've heard the comments or sitting in a dining room. Other people will say that oh, immigrants that are coming in here. They get married here, they stay there, they take our job away, they're abusing it. We were there, but let me tell you, the immigrants, you know, I saw recently a play called Hamilton, and this, I wrote a line in the book, 
and and they were wrapping around at the Hamilton saying it to uh, Lafayette. He says, "Immigrants, we you know they helped us. You know, two two uh, Hamilton and Lafayette both were immigrants, and they helped to win the American Revolution. Yes, and the, the rapping sound was." In immigrant, we we saved, you know, we got job done. Same thing. Everybody, we everybody in this country is an immigrant, except immigrant. for the American Native American Indians. That's who right. We were here. Everybody else and, and so, came so from other places. Somewhere, and and that's our culture. That is our culture. That is that we welcome the immigrants. We welcome the newcomer. And that was our tradition, and that is the most beautiful tradition of this country, more than 200 years. Yes. And our logo said, E plurimus unum. What does it mean? Out of many, one. And this is what the greatness about this country. So don't dehumanize these people. No, of course not. But every, but Arun, every group that came here, my, my grandparents came here from Russia. They were uh, Jewish immigrants fleeing for their lives from a country that, you know, in countries where always pogroms and people's, your wife is Jewish. My wife's family is, is Jewish. And, and I tell you, intermarriage in 60s, uh, we married in 670, were not very common. No. But, you know, it was not very common, especially marrying a Jewish family. And I tell you, I was very fortunate that my in-laws and my parents never felt other way around. They were very receptive and they blessed us. So I was very, maybe others, relative distance, they all said, Oh God! What's happening here? We they were never, well. They know, were they were evolved good souls, and they just wanted yeah, you to be happy. Yeah, and you have done and very. We are married for forty nine years, <laughs> and they're happily married with two Beautiful. kids and two grandkids, and so I cannot complain that I was blessed to have. Well, uh, I'm. You know, I'm going to ask you another question based on all that you're saying now. What is it? What is it that you have come to love in this country? so different from India. What is it you love well, about India, and what is it you love about this country? I always say, Cheryl, that I had two mothers. You know, India gave me the birth and installed me the value. America gave me the opportunity and freedom, and whatever I will, I can do it here. Beautiful. Yeah, so you have had the best from both worlds. Of the two. And, yeah, I and, think every culture and society has something to offer. And they're both. So, India and America are both uh, democratic. And, and now I tell you, I'm a legal immigrant, and I am, you know, American by choice. I could have gone back, mm-hmm. but I felt what I was doing, it. this is the best for me, and for, I could do better things for my family and to, to the humanity. But you stayed here because you found love. You found another family. You learned about many different cultures because America is a melting pot. And you've saved and worked with many people, children also, who have had heart health issues. And you've given life here in this country to many people who needed your help. Well, I'm not sure if I would have gone to India, would have been that successful or not, uh, I had a doubt because 
Again, I did not have a lot of political connections and things like that. I might have been successful. I don't know, but I had a doubt in my mind. But you were successful here. Yes, and I became here very successful. Uh, And this is what it tells you in this country. I didn't try in India, so I shouldn't be saying it. But again, in this country, think about it. You could be Afro-American, be president of the next generation. You could be foreigners, you could be an uh, ex-time senator, governor, whatever. The sky is unlimited, you know. And don't tell and don't say it. The American dream is over. American dream is still alive and well. America is still the beacon on the hill. And I can tell you, you know, I can tell you, American dream is well and alive. And thank you, Arun. Thank you for those words. Like you, I am a very spiritually based person, and I download information for people from spirit who have that love and that hope. And America is an example for the world. It was founded by the founding fathers with the help of spirit, divine energy to be an example of diversity you know when they talk about in this country we don't have enough diversity i look around wherever i go i walk into a department store a restaurant a a school an airport we have the most diversity of any place in the world maybe in any place in the universe i teach i i teach at the brown medical school and in my class the minorities are the native the um the what means the people who are third or fourth generation, most right. of the students or doctors are first generation from all over the world, and they're bright, brilliant, and the future. And this is what it makes this country great. And I tell you, this book, and I tell you, this book is not is a medical book. Your heart, my hand, is a book for anybody, everybody, immigrant kids with a disability, dyslexia, paralyzing, and people who have heart problems. See what I felt about emotion, you know, the condition. And I tell you, the bravest persons are the patient who trusted their heart in my hand. I yes. wish I could say I saved each and every one. The reality was not. Of course not. And those who did not, we bear a pain in our heart. Believe me, we do bear a pain in our heart. But that's a life. I so think, when I look back, Arun, I think I, your book is about miracles. Many, many beautiful miracles. And I want to thank you, Arun K. Singh, Dr. Singh, author of Your Heart, My Hands, for a soul-searching look at higher self, life, and the human as well as divine experience through an immigrant's remarkable journey to become one of America's beloved cardiac surgeons and also the story of trust in a universal plan and an American plan for living a purposeful and healthy life as is written in our soul's destiny. To purchase this courageous and honest journey to the center of truth, go to arungsing.com or amazon.com in summarizing today's episode we have discovered that nothing is impossible when you have the love of a mother 
grandmother family and strong family resolve to work cooperatively for the success of all the members of the family. Such is the culture that Arun Singh was born into, and along with the problems of his childhood, he was able, beyond serious handicaps, to become an accomplished cardiac surgeon. Tenacity, stubbornness, and curiosity, along with perseverance and trust, all led to many successes personally for Dr. Singh and to the thousands of patients he was able to save so they might have a healthier, longer life. Well, he observed that the men in his life were complicated and operated much differently than the women. He did benefit from their example of hard work and respect for a way of life that offered stability. Dr. Singh writes, Throughout my career, I tried to focus on the thing I cared more about and the thing I did best, my patients and their treatment. I was never interested in becoming an administrator. I also tried to avoid getting caught up in the politics that are an inevitable part of any large organization. But change was coming to the medical field, and nothing could keep me from being affected. The changes include the mergers, the demise of the solo practice, the rise of large physician groups and networks, as well as complex new billing systems and the increasing cost of the health care system. Dr. Singh and I would have you know that though we are aware of the challenging and changing times for the medical field and the effects of political, social, economic, and global changes, we advise our listeners to remember the reason we have chosen to live a physical life, and that is to remain steadfast to that wise inner voice or intuition that reminds you you are more than the physical world and must strive for personal excellence, resilience, and love of life, family, and spirit at all times. And, of course, love the American dream. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders in the field of metaphysics, science, spirituality, education, medicine, psychology, and the arts and music fields as we search for and find the true capacity of our human and divine nature and to thrive in all aspects of our multidimensional lives. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.